Hey folks, a couple of weeks ago we had an accessibility request to mix the podcast down to mono instead of stereo. So this is our first attempt to make that work. Future episodes are likely to be in mono as well, which really just means that the same sound comes out of both speakers. Because all of our source recording is in stereo, this might have a couple of unforeseen hiccups, but we're committed to making it work. If you notice anything weird in the sound, let us know, and we'll try and fix it as we move forward. I want to thank the person who made the request, because this is actually something we've considered for a while, and to also take this opportunity to say that it's really our feeling that the second best time to remediate for accessibility is right now. The best time, of course, is from the start. But here we are. So thanks, and enjoy the episode. Boop, 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 druids and cars go into festivals. They can chat about things. It's a druid podcast in cars. Do, 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 do. Sometimes the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Dangler. We're priests of Arnriot Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So... Sit back and enjoy Druids in cars going to festivals. So you ready to spend Sunday morning with 300 of our closest friends? I'm ready. That's good because here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm also really glad that it's not like 90 degrees already. So I know, right? <laughs> it's like it's a nice day for a change. It might even be a little bit cloudy. We're on our way to the Dublin Irish Festival, which is often stupidly hot. Yes, as the beginning of August tends to be in Ohio. Yes. So. And we've kind of lucked out this year on... All of the 90 degree days being before this weekend? Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, we'll, we'll enjoy the coolest summer of the rest of our lives, I suppose, for... Yeah. Well, we can. Because <laughs> it's, it's been a hot summer. But we're riding up to, to the Dublin Irish Festival with, I don't know, everything in the back of the car. Yeah, we got our trusty garden cart and all of our ritual gear, which, I mean, it's not super unusual for us to take all of our ritual gear to high days. Um but we have to trek across a very large field and then a very large festival to get to our tent and set up in 15 minutes, do a right, tear down in like 10 while they stare at us uncomfortably because they have another act coming on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't forget, we also have to do sound check and oh, yeah. set up our bards and do all that kind of stuff as well, which, you know, we don't usually have to do because we're not usually on a stage with microphones and yeah all of all of the stuff that performing on a stage entails the funny thing is we've been doing this for what 
almost 15 years. Yeah, I think, what, like 2011 was the first year? Probably 2010. 2010, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, it's been, we've been doing it a long time. And it still feels weird. <laughs> well, yeah, because our this is very much like if you took Druid Ritual and you put it in a church. Like, we have rows of seats and we're on a stage and there's like minimal interaction with the congregation and yeah it is definitely not ritual in the round correct (laughs) it's not how we normally do ritual so this is our once a year like we actually do a dress rehearsal for this right because we're just not used to having to be aware of like where we move around each other on stage and everything needs to flow smoothly between the microphones and yeah yeah the the amount of blocking that we have to do before this ritual is entertaining yeah to say the least so i mean like having been in theater i wouldn't say it's a ton but compared to what we usually do is a lot yes (laughs) i mean we could do this potentially for every ritual and i have known some groves that have where they do full dress rehearsals for every rite. That is much more rare than it used to be. Um, but it it is something that we could potentially do if we ever wanted to. I don't think we do. No. <laughs> I could see us wanting to more frequently if, like, we didn't have Druid Moons. Yeah. Right? Because we've got informal... Well, I guess not informal. We've got non-public rites that we get together as a grove to do stuff, which gives us a chance to, like practice in a safe space yeah um so i could see if we didn't have druid moons and we our grove only did the eight high days a year together like maybe yeah and that's more or less where the whole dress rehearsal thing started yeah um we we had been doing druid moons but at the time i think that i was mostly managing them Mm -hmm. and we didn't have quite as much opportunity for folk to just sort of stand up and do a part, and we do now, and that's actually kind of awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, any of our rights could easily run without either of us. Yes. <clears throat> no problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a nice place to be. It is a nice place to be. <laughs> this is this is the right where it's it's almost weird because you and I are very expected to be, like, up front and leading it. Yes. Um, Which is also nice to have, like, one right that we're really, really in charge of. Yes. Um, But it's also weird. It is. And it's... But even that, I mean, over the years, we have had a couple of lay people step up and and really stand in on it. And that has been pretty awesome. Especially, Mm -hmm. Especially when we ended up with work being part of the the process yeah so when we started uh missy decided that you know she was just gonna play music while everyone was setting up to handle the sound checks and they paid us for it and then we were like oh i guess we're guess we're doing that i guess we're performing a set and there was some miscommunication last year and this year so we're doing a much shorter set but uh theoretically they know for next year so we'll do a longer one again that'll be awesome um, I, I enjoy having the bards play uh, while we finish set up and it also it gets everyone there earlier mm-hmm. which helps yeah because then everything is set up 
and I've got, you know, 15, 20 minutes to futz with tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's it's often interesting to to see who is who really stands up and, and does the work, but one of the things that I think that I'd like to do earlier is I think that I would like to try and again, as we often do, find ways to intentionally represent up on the stage uh-huh. and see who we can get to to come up on stage with us and, and do a part. Because this year we've got a pretty good crew, but we've also got a question going in whether or not we're going to have everybody up there. Yeah. So we'll see if everyone is well enough. Yeah, I mean, I wrote in. I wrote in understudies, yep. so it should be fine. Yep, I know. But... What I, I know what I'm understudying. <laughs> I get to a tune, so it'll be good. But I would like to see more. I would like to see us push that envelope a little bit more again, like I always do. I I agree, but also I don't think we should start with Dublin Irish. Oh, no. Like, the, the that broader representation of our folk who, who will do parts, like, we need to convince them to do parts at Druid Moons first, and yes. then at, high, like, other high days. Yes. And then we can be like... Hey, will you do this at Dublin Irish? <laughs> yep. Um, because the stage fright is very real, especially here. It is. I mean, there's 300 people or more yeah. staring at you. And with a nice day like today, it may very well be more. I mean, yeah. I think our, our max, we've topped out at 380. Um, yeah. But usually it's stupidly hot. Or if it's not stupidly hot, it's raining. So, yeah, who knows? we'll see. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see who shows up. But uh, doing the uh, doing the rehearsal work and, and pulling that together and pulling this whole thing together is it's just different. I mean, yeah. we don't sign contracts for any of our other rituals. Frankly, we don't get paid for any of our other rituals. Um, Oh, yeah, I guess we do actually sign a contract for this one, don't we? We do, and it's complicating in many ways, um, but we're very, very conscious to sort of play by the rule of the contract because the last thing anyone really wants is to get knocked out of doing something you really enjoy based on a technicality in a contract. Right. Um, But the... We, we, we sign that contract, we do all the stuff that we, we have to do, and this ritual pays for... All of our other rights for the year. Yeah, pretty close. Um, I don't know if it still pays for all of them with the price of rentals and stuff going up. Eh, maybe not, but I mean, it is it is close. Yeah, uh, at least the site rentals. And that has been really helpful for us. Yeah, I mean, I would say Dublin Irish is one of the big reasons that we're able to, like stay especially stay solvent through covid and yeah um all of that kind of stuff and you know has given us the base funding to be able to like take on summerland and get that going again and so it's been very helpful it has it, it it's one of the, those funny things too because with this ritual literally two weeks before summerland yeah it's all it, it is very often all right 
we're, we have to pivot now. We have to we have to move from this right and into Summerland, and I think that we're going to see that probably tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think that our, our officer chat is going to change dramatically uh, very quickly once we've got this off our plate. Yeah, well, and it, it, was, it worked out well this year because a lot of times we end up having to shift our normal, like, first Thursday of the month business meeting um, to a different week in August. Yes. Um, just based so, on when Summerland and Dublin Irish fall. So this year we didn't have to, but... Yeah, we were able to get our rehearsal in, you know, last week. Yeah. And get everything in place. So it's been... It hasn't been too terrible, I don't think, this year. We'll see. Yeah, the rehearsals are always really weird, especially because, like, in the past I've remembered to bring my stole to rehearsal, but... I was coming straight from another thing. No, no, neither of us had our And trying, like, I always, I find it fascinating and also seem to forget how stupid my mouth feels when I'm trying to talk without my stole on in a ritual context. Like, we were rehearsing the waters portion, and I was like, wait, I don't remember how to do this. <laughs> You were a little lost. It's I was okay. very lost. <laughs> and, like, it's that kind of thing where, like, I know it'll be fine today. But it was a little bit unnerving <laughs> during dress rehearsal to be like, what do we what do? We do when we, when we blow the wall? Like, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry, I was willing to go with whatever you were, whatever you were feeling. But what you were feeling was kind of weird, I have to say. I, I it'll be fine today. You're like... <laughs> muscle memory will take over and it'll be good but yeah wow and, uh, <laughs> you, you, you've got a you, you were missing the flow experience <laughs> sure was <laughs> I sure was we also in the past have done dress rehearsals as less fake ritual and more like super informal let's practice so like we didn't take an omen. In the past, we've taken an omen during dress rehearsal to... I thought about that. And, <laughs> and then I just didn't... Uh, yeah, and then we didn't for... So then, when we were doing the waters, it was like, well, we don't have any omens to put in these fake waters that we're not drinking. Like, I... <laughs> so, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. That's okay. Sometimes it's good to have it be a little bit weird. Yeah, we all good. The, the process of taking everything from the car and out to the ritual site in this, because I don't know where we walk a quarter mile. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and of course, we, we have to go through security gates as well. Some days they stop us. Some, Some days, days they don't. don't. <laughs> we sure look like we know what we're doing when we walk through. <laughs> we have so much stuff. They haven't stopped us yet and really gone through stuff. I don't expect that they, they will just no. because we know what we're doing. We know where we're going and it'll be fine. But um, it is always a process of loading, unloading, moving stuff. I think it's gotten a lot easier now that we've got a garden cart. Oh, my, my gosh, yes. Because <laughs> we used to do it on a dolly. And it was a, like, you needed, like, people on each side to make sure things didn't go cascading off the edge. and Yeah. And yeah. I'll be honest, 
the, the reason that we have a, gar uh, a garden cart with four wheels and walls and stuff like that, and it doesn't break down, it's huge, it's in the back of the car. But the reason that we did that is because, well, we aren't getting any younger. Correct. That's also why we switched from our giant, like, store in your basement tote to half-size totes. Yes. Um, and it's been an important step, I think, not just recognizing that, you know, as a group, we're getting older, uh, but also, hey, we don't need to work as hard as we used to work. Yeah. And we can invest in a cart and we can invest in new totes, not totes that, you know, were hand-me-downs from right. whoever's they parents. Mm -hmm. I don't know who gave us those original totes, but they served us well for geez, 20 years. Sure did, but I mean, they were beat up by the time we replaced them. Yeah. And I think that it, going through the process of making those decisions saying, no, we can... We can invest in something that will serve us better and last is worthwhile. Yes. And I would recommend that uh, any other grows do that earlier than later because... <laughs> yeah. It's been a benefit to not have to, you know, have eight people stand around a dolly and keep <laughs> things from falling off. I can, we can move stuff around much easier now. Mm -hmm. um, it's not perfect. The cart is too big for us to take to a lot of things. But for something like Comfest or something like the Double Iron It's something where we have to move a long distance without the car to, like, we can't back the car up to the site where we're at. Exactly. But the smaller totes also help with that. They do. And just being able to manage that in one trip. Yeah. Um, even at the UUC, which is where we do a lot of our druid moons, we got to walk down a, a hill. Mm -hmm. And it's not a really steep hill, but it's been eroded out. Mm -hmm. And it's slippery a lot of the time. And so uh, getting where we're going is more complicated than it once was, now that, you know, I'm not as strong as I used to be, and really none of us are as strong as we used to be. Yeah, but now we can, rather than one really strong person having to carry the enormous tote, people who can only manage a little less than that can help, so. Yeah, yeah. it's been, it's been good. So, ways that our druidry changed that we didn't necessarily expect. <laughs> the very, the very, like, mundane, administrative kind of stuff. Yes. You've got to pay attention to it. Because if you don't pay attention to it, you're not going to be able to keep up with it. And at some point, it's going to become a problem. Mm -hmm. All right. Are we ready to follow directions the rest of the I way in? I think we're ready to follow directions the rest of the way in. All right. Well, we can recap when we're done. How cool. about that? Sounds great. So we're not in a car anymore because we just went home instead of sticking around and trying to talk to him. We saw a concert. Sure, after excellent, excellent yeah, concert. Amazing concert. It was very good. I was very impressed with... What was the name of the band? Talisk. They, uh... The squeeze box. Concertina. 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 Whatever that thing is. There were a lot of fingers going. <laughs> it was very cool. I was very impressed. When we were done, we described it as being like an EDM concert, but for Scottish traditional music. <laughs> I... I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. But Dublin went really well I, I thought. thought it went really well yeah I had a good time we knew going into it that we might 
need understudy. Turned out we did. Mm-hmm. And we'd already assigned those, so that was good. And despite that, I think it came off real well. Yeah, I was not concerned. I was not concerned either. Uh, <laughs> but you never know. No. Also, we have Mike with us. We do. Oh, hi. <laughs> You're like, who's the third voice? He, you'll recognize his voice from the singing in the song intro. Yes, yes, now in addition to being surprised when it goes through my podcast feed and suddenly I'm singing at me. You'll also be talking at me. I'll be talking you. at me. It'll be great. I'll probably skip this episode. It'll be too weird even for me. It's all right. We recorded the first half of it already, so you can just listen oh, to the first half. It came early. We had about, we think, about 200 people. Yeah. We collected about $400 for the food bank. Mm-hmm. And I think my favorite part, though, of the whole thing was watching the two kids in the front row. Yeah, there were two kids completely, like, unaffiliated with the Grove, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, who were doing all of the the Oran's hand motions oh, with the us. the very priesty arm the movements. The very priesty yes. arm movements the whole time with us. It was great. Yep. Even the Earth Mother was just one hand up. Yep, it, they... It they was, were on it, and it was excellent. Yeah. Um, you never know quite how that call and response thing is going to go in one of these things. I think we might have surprised the sound guy with the first call and response. But, ah. you know, he figured it out. And, uh, yeah, no, it. we had a fairly engaged crew. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a little bit of a, the way we did Three Kindreds. We had initially blocked it when we rehearsed as coming up by twos and then flipping and somehow I ended up making almost all the offerings in there, except for the one I was speaking. I was like, it's... Congratulations, Sacrificer. Yeah. yeah it was fine. It's you. Well, I, I think we may have had a missed cue of someone getting up and initially. It's which fine, is but it fine. flowed mm-hmm. just yeah. fine. Well, so. I, I noticed they didn't stand up, so I stayed up where I was. Oh, okay. And it worked out just fine. Yeah, it was fine. But, I mean, that happens. Every time we do these things, that happens. This year we were a little bit shorter on musical time than we typically are, so we did what? Three songs? Three songs, yeah, and we had, last year we showed up and the, there was a new sound crew and I think new admin folks at Dublin, and so they were not aware that we typically do a 30 minute prelude, so we kind of caught them off guard. This time we actually gave them notice and they said, we can give you a 10, it's fine. We got it. Yeah. Ten minutes so is good. we knew going in that we had three songs as opposed to like last year when we were like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, last year was our first year back from the pandemic too. And, mm-hmm. Which is part of why there was just all kinds of changeover. Yeah. yeah. But I got to meet our new, uh, our new coordinator, which I hadn't met until. Oh, you actually got to meet her. I actually got to oh, meet cool. her and she's very nice. Uh, as I expected from anyone working at, at Dublin. Um, but it was nice to put a face to the name as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Now, I think everything went swimmingly, for really, from start to finish. We got video of it. We, we managed to get it out on Zoom, and we had people actually attending. Well, and uh, one of the folks who was watching on Zoom uh, particularly really loved Mike's recreation story, where he did the call-out to Appalachia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how... Hmm, I was... So, for people who weren't there, mm-hmm. like, usually in... ADF rituals, we call them the Three Hallows. It's usually fire, well, and tree. There's some variances depending on what hearth culture. But the the creation story that I wrote is the rising of the land from the primordial sea. It calls on Mananamaklir and the Kaliachver. There's no tree in that story because the whole thing happens before there were trees. So instead we had a rock, <laughs> a holy stone. A um, mountain, if you will. A holy mountain, right. It was, I don't know, I don't usually do that in Gaelic rituals, so that was a, a fun 
little twist for me. I thought it came off okay, though. It did. It I was... thought it went really well. The only thing that I wasn't sure on was I was trying to gauge like where you were in the story as to when you were going to do the the call of, you know, let the well flow within us or whatever. I saw you get up there a couple of paragraphs I was before like, I was, but, you know, it's fine. Okay, then I just stood there. It was good. <laughs> yeah. As, as long as when you're standing there, you look like you know where you're supposed to be standing there, then it's fine. Yep. It's that's fine. what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look confused and out of place and you'll be just fine. <laughs> Correct. But no, I, I really liked it. Good. I thought it flowed well. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think that we've, in a couple of places, tried new stuff, like the attunement that I did, which, you know, I found out I was doing last night, that was familiar but new in the I way that I managed that. I didn't even listen to it because I was counting people, so. <laughs> That's okay, it's it all It was a two powers, but it, it, it was, was a different language than we okay. often use. Yeah, yeah, it was familiar enough, but there was a lot more breathing. I've been doing more breathing recently. You've been doing, yeah, you've been doing a lot of breath work. Yeah. And we typically call on Ogma as the uh, deity of the inspiration, but instead, Monica called on the Salmon of Knowledge, yep. which was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. I, I well, kind of like the We salmon. had talked, and she, she was talking about how I guess Lou and Ogma are like at odds mm, in, in mythological senses. And uh, so we suggested that maybe the. The salmon would be better mm-hmm. for yeah. the, the hazelnuts and the salmon wisdom. The well of Segish. Yep. Yes, that. <laughs> we, we got up there and, and I found out that I had a lectern. <laughs> a really which, big lectern. <laughs> it was a really big lectern. I, I felt like I should have had a PowerPoint, frankly. <laughs> New idea for next year in Dublin. Nope. No. Me too. <laughs> But uh, it, it worked out really well because all of a sudden I had a place to, to put the book put the book that I read from. So I read the story every year. So I, I had a place to set the book, and then I had a place to tape the outline. That I remembered to print before I left the house. That you remembered to print, and we had two copies of it. It was great. Um, I took, we were going to tape it to the floor, which made sense, but having it on the lectern was much, much more useful. It was useful for you. I taped mine to the backside of the altar. <laughs> So, and then, but what was really nice about it is that I then had a place that I could scroll down the omens. I saw you do that. <laughs> I was so like, clever. excellent. If I forget, Michael's got them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we, we, we got them. And uh, it, it was nice to be able to just kind of have them there with keywords and mm-hmm. hit them again and again because I was able to. Yeah. So, which also, I think, which impacted how I frame the story up as well. So usually, I mean, the story, there's that slight bit of, hey, you know, when people come to the door, because it's the story of Lou coming to the the door at, uh, at Tara, I'm like, you should understand that they may have things that are useful and you should let them in. And I deepened that a lot based on those omens, and I didn't quite go into... You shouldn't have anti-immigration rhetoric, but I, I got close. <laughs> I don't think any of us would have stopped you, but you know. Yeah, I know. I, I was I was edging there. I just yeah. I couldn't quite get there. I uh, I definitely like so I've leading into this right when I was writing the script for it and stuff. 
I had intended on writing a song for Lou, and that didn't happen. But, <laughs> but all the imagery is still kind of hanging out there, which means maybe I can write a longer song instead of a chant, because it was going to have to be a like chanty thing. But um, not knowing much about Lou other than what we've been doing at Lunasa for the past X number of years... It, I liked the, because as I've learned to kind of see him as this bringer of self-confidence and knowing your own worth versus, because like the, the coming of the gates to me is always like, he just won't take no for an answer, right? Which That's one way to read Which it. is a little bit of like, mm, I'm not sure I'm okay with that, dude. Um, but when I reframe it as the like, well, he knows his worth and he knows what he brings to the table and um, that kind of framing of that story makes it way more palatable for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then that elaboration that Michael was doing of he knows his own worth and also it is good for us to recognize that every person that we come in contact with has their own inherent worth. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it's so it all kind of tied circle. together and like, so what, the way you modified the story this year really helped kind of reinforce and speak to me in that sense. So. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I may end up just completely rewriting that to to drive that home a little bit harder. If um, you do, you should send it to me so that I can actually put it in the script. Yes. So well. that we have a record of it for years to come. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sure that I actually have a copy of each of these stories somewhere. Somewhere that's Electronic. not, that's that's not, not pasted only into the pasted book. into that book. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, I've been very fortunate never to have actually forgotten that book. <laughs> Come close. Yeah. It was a good write. What mm -hmm. else did you like about it? Or what didn't you like? Either way. <laughs> I didn't like that I forgot my bell branch. Mm. Yeah, I mean... I almost... I thought about using yours, and I was like, no, that's weird. Um, and didn't. You had your sickle, though, right? I had yeah, my sickle. Did. Yeah. No, but I... Like, as we were getting ready to do... Um, like Halloween and, and Gates and stuff, I was like, oh, a lot of times I use my bell branch for this. and Yeah. Didn't have it with me. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you, you've, you've used my tools one too many times as is? Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> to, to rewind, the first year that you were up there as co-priest, you used one of my... One of your... Is it a bowling? Is that what it was? I used a, yeah, it was a bowling and... Did you also use my other sickle? I think I've used point? both your bow yeah. and your sickle, and it it's freaking weird, man. <laughs> I'm not disputing that. <laughs> it's got your juju all over it. I mean... I like my own thank you. <laughs> you don't have to defend. It's all good. <laughs> but no, so I... I that, that's like a personal critique for myself that I did not like that I forgot my... Branch, but it was fine. I mean, that's how I, I only use it in high day rights. I don't ever use it in um, like Druid moons and stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's not like it was not workable or not comfortable. It was just, just different. Just different. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about things we didn't like, that, that's just techno druidry nonsense. Uh, forgetting to turn on original sound on Zoom, which messes with the sound of music. Yep. But, uh, I, I hate to tell you, but I couldn't figure out how to turn on original sound on ah, your phone. Ah, blast. Sorry. Oh, you know why? 
because I had to factory reset my phone, and I haven't yet re-enabled original sound in the ah. settings, I bet. Ah, yeah. Ah. That would explain well, it. Yeah, I, I, I was poking through your phone. I was trying to figure out. I'm like, you know what? Not going to happen. <laughs> I, I got two minutes before we're on. This is just going to be what it is. Mm -hmm. Well, you know. I, I was plugged into the soundboard, so when we post it online, people can get the full yes, experience. If, yes, if you... Uh, watched the ritual on Zoom and thought, gosh, I wish I could hear any of this music. Uh, now you have another chance. Yep. <laughs> and if, I'm, if I have everything together, I'll even get it done before I post this. In like oh, and weeks. then you can link it. Then I can link it. Oh, ah, fancy. Yeah. So oh, Somebody was asking me about a copy of the story. I could actually get that written up somewhere. You could link that. So many links. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we had a group of druids from Kentucky yes. come up. Uh, who are all working on their dedicant path because they wanted more information from Sean about the omen, like specific letters, um, so that they could put it in their, their eight high day write-up mm -hmm. thing. And let me tell you how cool it is to see someone with the temp the write-up template that I put together for Wheel of the Year <laughs> and actually using it. That's awesome. 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 I, I'm so pleased because... You know, sometimes you put the stuff out there, you're like, is anyone ever going to use this? And then you see it out I wild, think that like, might have been one of the only things I used out of the DP Wadi, was the write-up template. I mean, it's got its uses. <laughs> yeah. People need different things. That's what you need. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of writing something like the Wadi anyway, is you're just putting it out there in hopes that it will help somebody somewhere right. down the line. But I thought that was really cool. I guess they're they're new to the region, like to the Heartland region. Okay. So I thought that was cool that we have actual druids in Kentucky. That nice. is cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan. So if you're listening and you're in Kentucky, you should form a group. <laughs> I will, in fact, be informing our regional druid that there's druids in Kentucky. <laughs> Go visit them. So anyways. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I always like seeing, because like. For us, yeah, it's our, our local high day, but because it's at the Dublin Irish Festival, it draws from everywhere, like far away, which is why I purposely brought the green flyers, which are our ADF flyers. Mm -hmm. I was like, if you're not in central Ohio, take a green flyer because those are going to connect you to ADF and other groves. Yeah. So this is not a, it's not an attempt to one up the Kentucky Druids, <laughs> but I did meet a Druid from Wyoming. Uh, and this was his first right at at our like at double wow. this year. Yeah, damn this year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Kentucky awesome. Druids. <laughs> We're very happy to have. Like I said, this Druids. is not the one up. But, okay. You know, we we. It is surprising how far people come yeah. to this. Well, event. and like our, we have a Grove member who's from Virginia. And mm -hmm. she was there today, and mm -hmm. luckily yep. she was there early enough that I was able to give her a job. Which is the best thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's, it is nice seeing people from far away, I think. It's just a cool experience. It is. I mean, it's not a festival in the traditional pagan sense, um, but it draws people in. It yeah. gets people to I show mean, up. I mean, it's a music and arts and culture festival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but it's nice to have people from distant lands... <laughs> For lack of a better word. So it went well. Nobody died. We got good omens. Minimum <laughs> standards. Excellent. Good. Excellent. We jumped that hoop. Covered that bar. Awesome. Yeah. And my kids are home. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And there's more to come. 
We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something you would like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsandcars at threecranes.org. If you'd like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids and Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Our theme song's lyrics were written by Arthur Shipkowski, and the music is written and recorded by Mike Beershank. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org, and more about druidry at adf.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes, and let us pray with a good fire.